Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Jane B. is a 28-year-old grad student studying biomedical engineering. She has academic papers to write, regular lab and practical work, plus a part-time job. These things keep her on edge all of the time. But anxiety is not new to her. Ever since high school, she reports feeling stressed out all of the time, often having trouble falling asleep and staying asleep despite feeling constant fatigue. The muscles of her neck and her upper back are always tight, and even when she is out with friends or reading a book, her mind focuses on all that could go wrong. She has seen providers in the past, many who have offered meds, but she's afraid to take them. Can't I try something else, she asks. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today is Dr. Susan Feeney, Director of the Adult Gerontology and Family Nurse Practitioner Programs at the UMass Chan Medical School, Tan Ching Fen Graduate School of Nursing. Hi, Susan. Hey, Frank. Boy, this is a common scenario, right? Anxiety is really, really rough. Can you tell us a little bit about the diagnosis for generalized anxiety disorder? Well, I, I think many of us have anxiety from time to time, and it, and it may even be healthy. It keeps you motivated and that sort of thing. But when it becomes pathological, when it becomes problematic, uh, we start worrying about certain diagnoses, and generalized anxiety disorder is the most common. The diagnosis is made through history, and you have to discern, is this pathological or is this just a normal reaction to stress? So what is what is the diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder? It's excessive anxiety and worrying more often than not for at least six months. Difficulty controlling the worry is a key component, and you need at least three of the following to make the diagnosis. Restlessness, easy fatigability, difficulty focusing and concentrating or your mind going blank, irritability, muscle tension, and sleep disturbance, both falling asleep and staying asleep. There must be persistent worry that's causing significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, and other areas of functioning. The focus of anxiety is not consistent with or limited to the occurrence of other psychiatric disorders and is not related to PTSD, and finally, that the symptoms are not related to substance abuse, either active use or the withdrawal of a substance. So when we're considering general anxiety disorder, but you know, many things can cause anxiety. So when when should we consider really ruling out organic causes? Yeah, other things on my differential when patients have anxiety include possibly cardiovascular disease, maybe an arrhythmia, Respiratory conditions, we think about obstructive diseases like asthma, COPD, um, or even obstructive sleep apnea. Rarely, but something we always think about is thyroid dysfunction, substance abuse, and then other psychiatric disorders like depression, which can cause fatigue and sleep disturbance, bipolar disorder, PTSD, and as I noted above, substance abuse. So key here is taking a really good history to rule everything else out. The 
two-question GAD2 screen is also pretty sensitive and specific for generalized anxiety disorder. And that's asking the two questions, do you feel nervous, anxious, or on edge more than half of the time? And as well, do you feel unable to control your worry more than half of the time? If you have a yes to both of those things, you probably need to focus on generalized anxiety disorder. But nonetheless, if you're concerned, don't be afraid to order a TSH, an H&H, maybe a urine drug screen. And if you really believe there might be a cardiac cause, an EKG. Right. And of course, I'm always a big fan of screening for sleep apnea, because that can often be there and not we're not picking it up. So it sounds like Jane doesn't want meds. So what can we offer her? You know, is it possible to get someone into counseling these days? It's so hard to, especially, you know, in the throes of this resolving pandemic. So I think of all sorts of ways to help people with anxiety. And when it's, when it's, non-pathological, you have some some decent options. But non-pharmacologic treatment of generalized anxiety disorder has been studied, and there are only a few things that are really beneficial. And I want to talk about one, and that was the use of mindfulness-based stress reduction. So what these researchers did was they randomized uh, patients with known generalized anxiety disorder and no other psychiatric comorbidities, and they randomized them to mindfulness-based stress reduction, and they compared it to 10 to 20 milligrams of escitalopram, you know, a second-generation SSRI that's known to be highly effective for treating anxiety. And they followed them over eight weeks, and they used an anxiety scoring uh, before treatment and then after eight weeks of treatment. And they found that the mindfulness-based stress reduction program, it was an eight-week, hour-long program, was non-inferior to the medication, meaning that they were both able to successfully treat it and had no clinical difference at the eight-week endpoint. But what was different was the rate of dropouts. About 8% of the patients dropped out of the medication group, but not a single person in this study dropped out of the mindfulness, the eight-week mindfulness stress reduction program. That is really phenomenal. And, you know, there are a lot of apps and things like that people can can use for mindfulness. That's very exciting. So, Frank, you implied that the study uh, shows that you can cure generalized anxiety disorder through this mindfulness app. Does it? And and how how do we help people use mindfulness-based stress reduction? Uh, because it, I think we both can attest that we've seen this work in our clinical practice. So... Um... You know, I say cure, and no, this study doesn't necessarily prove that it cures generalized anxiety disorder. But think of it this way. SSRIs are very effective at controlling the symptoms of anxiety and depression. But we have wonderful meta-analysis level data that shows when you stop the medication, the risk of relapse is tripled. So stop. the medication is good at controlling things while you're on it, but you're somewhat committing a patient to taking it indefinitely. Um, medications help the brain, but they provide no compensatory skills. They don't, the patient's not learning to deal with their symptoms differently by taking a pill. Um, mindfulness, mindfulness based stress reduction teaches the brain a new skill and that skill can address anxiety. It helps both treat it when symptoms arise, but can also help prevent onset of anxiety symptoms. So, um, 
very, very hard to get people in to see a live therapist. We know that. So there are a number of online resources. Uh, the whole basis of mindfulness-based stress reduction was initiated here at, at my institution at U University of Massachusetts Medical School by John Kabat-Zinn. And there are a variety of websites that offer those eight-week courses. Now, those course, uh, the one that'll be in the landing page is from a link from Positive Psychology, where you get three of the eight downloads for free. So you can try, you can have your patients try it out. Um, you're committing one hour a week for eight weeks for patients, plus daily practice. So it's not, it's not free of initiative on the patient, but if the patient's motivated, this is a solution that could at least lower their anxiety symptoms and may, if, they're, if they practice it sufficiently, cure it. Um, there are two apps that I do recommend for patients. The one that's most well-studied and highest rated is MindShift CBT. And I remind our listeners, I have no, no financial uh, stake in any of these uh, apps or websites. But the MindShift CBT is something you do on your own. It teaches you how to do some degree of uh, uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction. And the other app I like is Insight Timer. It's free. It's a, it's, a, it's a directed meditation app. And so either of these are great options. I really think if you've got a patient who's truly suffering, um, having them do the eight-week course is a small investment of their time. And uh, doing so may prevent that patient from, you know, first of all, they'll probably live a, a higher quality of life. They'll also have less need for a pill. So I guess my takeaway is before we offer uh, a medication, whether it's an SSRI or something else for our patients with generalizing anxiety disorder, let's offer them something that can give them a, a lifelong benefit and possibly resolution of their symptoms. And that would be mindfulness-based stress reduction. And this is a great solution. Thank you so much for sharing this. This is such a huge problem. And as you said, this is a skill set that you can help patients use that will get them through, you know, stressful times and help prevent worsening anxiety. Thank you, Frank. Thanks, Susan. Practice pointer. Mindfulness-based stress reduction training is as effective as treating generalized anxiety disorder with medication and has the potential to cure them of the condition. Join us next time when we revisit best evidence approaches to treating menopausal symptoms. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.